as I learned at Florida State, you know, Mets fans are people too. Um, oh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to differ with you on that one. I don't, I don't think that that's true. I think that Mets fans are missing some of the necessary genomes to make them human beings. Well, I do. Right. So let's, um, okay. I'm going to power through that. <laughs> this episode of the all about nothing podcast is brought to you by GOT sound studio. GOT Sound Studio offers a variety of experiences, music, voice, and instrumental recording and production, video, and still photography. GOT Sound Studio has all of your media needs met. Owned and operated by Dominique Stewart, the Neek the Geek, experienced artists as well as up-and-coming will find everything they need to create. Bring your media needs to one of the most talented producers and engineers in the business, Neek the Geek. You can find details by visiting gotsoundstudio.com or calling 803-243-2302. You can also find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina, this is the All About Nothing Podcast. The views expressed on this program are the opinions of the host. Some content and subject matter may not be appropriate. Listener discretion is advised. Listeners are encouraged to follow the show at theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media and more. Listeners can call the show at 803-672-0533. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the All About Nothing podcast. I am Barrett Gruber, and I am joined again by returning champion Ben Kitchings from the History Voyager podcast. Welcome, Ben, to the All About Nothing podcast. Thank you. Hello, Barrett. How are you doing today? I'm all right. It's been it's been a little while since we uh, since we last recorded together. So uh, I I think that we both agreed that there was a, there was a, a subject that that probably uh, needed to be addressed because I have concerns uh, about it. But uh, more versus Harper. Yeah, more versus Harper. Um, I have concerns as well, and I I don't want to, you know, sure. I don't want to say that I don't. Just because just, it, as a, just as a warning, everyone listening, Ben and I have been talking about this before we started recording, so it's not it, it's so there's there's there may be context that gets missed, but uh, on 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 some of the the outside of the the, the recording conversation, but uh, but yeah, go ahead go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, so let's try to bring folks up to speed. So Moore versus Harper is about the independent uh, state legislature doctrine. Um, Correct. Which is a theory that was first given voice 20 year, 22 years ago. God, time flies when you're having fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was uh, given voice 22 years ago during the Bush v. Gore situation. Correct. Before the Supreme Court. Now, according to... So, Moore versus Harper takes place in North Carolina... Um, arises out of a court in North Carolina, it would essentially overthrow a precedent going all the way back to 1825. And in some states, a lot longer than that. Yeah. Where the population would have uh, no say in voting for the electors. Um, And now... And and ultimately, this isn't... this. It's not. It's not necessarily what the case is about, but it, but the precedent that the state that, that the case could potentially unfold into. Basically, this is a gerrymandering case. Yeah, it's a, it's Carolina. a gerry. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a gerrymandering case. And I, I said this on my own podcast. On a bad day, our the United States of America is the third biggest economy in the world. Right. Okay. Um. 
Now, the problem here is that that economy takes place in maybe 131, 135 counties out of the whole thousands and thousands of counties. Correct. The the largest That's, the largest cities or or the 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 cities with a population that can support that 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 Okay. Economy. So that's the problem. The other problem is that not only does the economy happen there, but most of the people actually live there too. So, okay, therein is the problem. Now, in the last, I don't know, uh, what year is this today? 2022. (laughs) In the last um, 17 years, it's been, shall we say, trendy? Shall we say a trend? I don't know. For folks in the more suburban and urban counties to vote Democratic and folks in the countryside to vote Republican and or Libertarian, let's say. Now, I don't know if you know this, but yours truly um, wrote about this ad nauseum for years, years ago. Yeah. Um, And I distinctly remember being shouted down several times back in the early days. It really is a trip for me to read the Atlantic now and Hey, that's me, except you're not me. You're Mm. writing my ideas. I'm not accusing anybody of plagiarism. I'm just saying some things are in the zeitgeist now, kids. You were Um, ahead of your time. (laughs) I was. It's a curse. Okay. So what I said back in the day was there is a like a, a rift in the white political culture in this country. Okay. Sure. Um now what some people and I'm I'm not talking about your Mitch McConnell's and your Brett Kavanaugh's and all that. I'm talking like the people, like the actual people. Right. What some people seem to think is that they are defending a culture by voting for a certain party. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Now, what this Moore versus Harper could do, and I'm not saying it would, but I'm saying it could do, is it would ossify that split. Yeah. Now, let me give you a let me give you a politically realist, and that's that's actually my school of thought. Some people accuse me of being a liberal. I'm, I'm really a political realist. Uh, let me give you a political realist uh, view on why you wouldn't want to do more versus Harper. Uh, if you were, say, the Supreme Court or the shadow docket or whoever pays them to decide how they decide. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. I, I agree. I think, I think a lot the, of people take their marching orders and the Supreme Court has solidified that. Right. Okay, so let me um, let me tell you the realist version of why you wouldn't want to decide why you would say, okay, you can gerrymander all you want for, you know, representative or for, but you have to let the people vote for the electors. I mean, it's you know, you you just do, okay, because things happen, things yeah. take place, okay. When you look at the French Revolution. The reason the French Revolution happened, well, one of the main reasons was because um, the legal system in France was a basket case. Of course, yes. It was a complete basket case. You you literally had a situation where you could have five different people in the same room at the same time in the same on the same day, and each one of those five people was under a completely different set of laws, mm-hmm. adjudicated by completely different sets of people. So you had this ancient system. There's a reason they called it the ancient regime. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had this ancient system that that ran into debt, that ran into a massive mountain of debt that they accumulated in part by providing us to, you know, a way for this country to be independent from the British. Sure. Right. Okay. 
so this mountain, this massive mountain of debt happened, and then madcap hilarity ensues, and we had a a revolution, which either did or did not work, depending on, you know, which school of thought you happened to. It either it either worked or it didn't, depending on what you choose to pay attention to. You mean which old white <laughs> wig you wore versus the other old white wig, right? No, it either well, no, uh, historian wise, yeah, depending no, on if you're a historian, right? Depending on which what parts of it you choose to pay attention to, it either worked perfectly or it backfired horrendously. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just I was just making a joke about the fact that the, all of them wore white powdered wigs. But go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so let me let me give you a, a real example of what I'm talking about with the le- rogue legislative doctrine. What it would say is that the that the essentially, if you go all the way, right? Mm-hmm. If you go all the way to the wall on this thing, you're saying that the legislator the legislature can set aside a court decision, can just Correct. set aside court decisions. I don't think that you could do that. I don't well, think, I mean. I, specifically what they want is they want to have oversight of federal elections when it comes to redistricting. Um, in this case, they they, they want to, they, the, the legislatures want the court to stay out of their decisions. Ultimately, they want to have final say without any court uh, interpreting or any courts rendering decision. Because just recently, we've seen multiple states where gerrymandering has become so just obtuse. I mean, it's, 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 it's so, uh, you, you have, you have neighbors that live next to each other that ultimately should not be in different districts, but they do because it aligns correctly for whichever party is in control of the legislator. And in those particular States, we have seen the courts come down and say, no, this needs to be redone based on some sort of a, you need to you, redistricting needs to occur based on simple, intelligent decisions, not decisions where you're literally winding down people's neighborhoods so that you can pick up these registered Republicans or these registered Democrats. And, and that's, that's the idea is that the legislatures do not want the courts to come in and say, Hey, this is ridiculous. You guys were clearly high and drunk when you made these lines. Ultimately, I, that's that's what they want is they don't want the courts coming in and stepping in and saying anything about that. The precedent that that set is, I, I, and I agree, I, yeah. I agree that eventually it's a slippery slope. Yeah. The problem. Okay, so let me back up a sec because I didn't say sure. what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> about the, um, oh, it's my fault. <laughs> about the um, the split in the white culture. Oh, There's, sure. Yes. Um, there's a group of folks that are, I'll call them metropolitans and there's something called collisions, which is where you meet people that are different from you. And so therefore you have different opinions than some other people that you might know. And sure. Maybe because you meet say the, the gay coworker or the black coworker or the white coworker or the, the Buddhist, co- you know, or the Buddhist roommate or the whatever you meet. Different they make folks. yeah they they make up a different portion of society than than you normally would fit into as far as a so right a particular sect exactly as I learned at Florida State you know Mets fans are people too um, oh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to differ with you on that one I don't I don't think that that's true I think that Mets fans are missing some of the necessary genomes to make them human beings well I do right so let's um okay I'm gonna power through that. <laughs> Hi, Bill. How you doing? If you're a listener, don't know if you are, but 
yada, yada, yada. Okay, so we have Metropolitans and we have what I'll call the traditionals, which are very sort of traditional and very kind of, you know, they, they essentially what they want is they want what they perceive in, say, Sweden or Germany, where there's this sort of ambient sort of American culture that they just feel like that that needs to predominate. Right. The problem with that from an economic standpoint in a world where you have what I'll call a simple manipulation economy is that you, you can't be, you have to pick the best person to be the economist or to be the computer programmer or to be the whatever. Sure. <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. I agree. And because that congregates in a city and because bah, 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 you end up in the problem. Now, if you go all the way to the wall on this rogue legislature doctrine, you would essentially freeze the political split. And it, my little theory on that is everything would rock along okay until there was a problem. Sure. Until there was like a thing that happened. Let me give you an example. COVID. Except what if COVID, instead of killing less than 1% of people, say it killed 15%. Sure. Okay. Say if you had... Okay, right now, as we record this today, we have monkeypox running oh, yeah. around. Now, the best medical minds right now don't exactly know if that's because the monkey's habitat has moved into North America or not. They don't think it has, but there's still this thought that maybe, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> there are some rogue monkeys running around. That's, okay? that's, an, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> I, it's not a th okay. It's not a theory that anybody takes seriously. But okay, it's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> including, by the way, me. I should say that right now. Some someone has someone has attached the, the word theory to it. I see. I understand. <laughs> it's not even a theory. It's like it's a it's it's a very worst case scenario that somehow okay. you know like you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah it's yeah, probably it, it's it's mostly probable that somebody got on a plane. And somebody had monkeypox, and somebody brought it to somewhere. Yeah, I've okay. I've I've seen the memes running around some of the uh, some of the individuals on my Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, and I I I, I read what they say, and I you know I I, I have yeah. to laugh at it, but so okay, but okay, let's say something happens. Let's say we're talking about warming. a catastrophe. I'm talking about like a bad catastrophe that's going to need a political solution. Okay, that's beyond COVID. Something ca catastrophic beyond covid like say say you had a bad case of ebola okay all right that's an example right okay or, or say what's another one um i don't know sure something really bad that, that that our food our our entire food supply becomes infected with e coli or something like that <laughs> exactly something that requires some sort of bureaucratic uh political attack on it to one, take care of making sure that we've got, you know, that there's there's some way of still feeding everybody while taking care of whatever caused this issue. Or say like the Dust Bowl came back or sure, sure. whatever. Well, we live in a system where we get societal remedies politically. Okay. So if you have permanent one party rule, which is if you take this all the way to the wall, you'd have permanent one party rule. Right. Uh, you wouldn't be able to solve the problem politically okay, okay sure sure correct so that would be a problem another issue is that america is very very much connected to the global economy agreed all you have to do is have a podcast where you talk to folks all over the world and you learn <laughs> that really fast sure that this country is connected to the global economy 
Again, History Voyager the- podcast available on all of your platforms. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all of them. Every single one. Everyone. I'm even in some libraries, apparently. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, so one of the reasons where the where the dollar or the currency of the world is because we have a stable government, right? We have a stable government, and we have um, our populace is basically you know you you don't see revolutions in the street, sure, on the yeah. order of say I don't know France or well Sri Lanka. <laughs> France, France, and yeah, you're you're, and, and you're talking about countries that have uh, a, a much smaller populations uh, compared to the United States. Um, they are we, and of course, the United States is is immense. I mean, we have a very large span across a very large continent, so it's not. I I I I recognize what you mean. Um, the 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 problem is is that I I think that we have seen. Not revolutions necessarily, but I think that we have seen protests on 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 such a scale, really beginning in 2016. I mean, from or 2017, I guess after Trump took office, we have seen where we have groups uh, that 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 feel disenfranchised or feel like they're not recognized uh, between Black Lives Matter and uh, the the these Antifa groups and things like that. That that they have. They have a message that they want to present and promote, um, but it, it. So we have seen some of these, some of these. I guess mm-hmm. I, I mean even the streets of South Carolina here in Columbia when, when, uh, when, when kid was shot down in North Charleston. I mean uh, mm-hmm. the Black Lives protests that went on here, and that's in Columbia, wow. and Columbia is, Columbia is roughly about a million people between. Um, the two the two major counties here and that, that make up Columbia. Is and Charleston? I don't know. Is Charleston bigger than Columbia? Charleston and uh, Greenville, Spartanburg, generally those are recognized as being uh, marginally larger. Um, Charleston, that you know, it's uh, but there were Black Lives Matter protests in Charleston. There were there mm. were police brutality uh, protests against in Charleston and Greenville as well. And Greenville is, is considered much more of a Republican district than than um, than liberal Charleston. or Democratic. Charleston, Charleston also, indeed. Charleston also is 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 leans towards being a little bit more conservative than than liberal. Um, but hmm. it's you know it's it, it, but really and truly politics in South Carolina is it it, it it's really it's really dependent on. Uh, how you present yourself. You can be a Democrat and get elected in South Carolina if you recognize that where you came from or what it is that you're trying to represent, you can get elected in South Carolina as long as you put your boots on the ground. You are you are walking in the streets, you are visiting homes, you're knocking on doors. And ultimately I think that's that's gonna be ben- that's gonna be beneficial for a number of the Democratic candidates that I've even interviewed on my show. Because um, they're younger. I mean, South mm. Carolina, most of what makes up the state legislature here is is past their prime. And and I say that with as much vigor and make it sound as awful as possible because we are represented by some of the oldest farts I I think that are walking on this planet. And if if they I I if they can be replaced, please, dear 
whoever. Let's get, let's get rid of them. You know, I, I'm I've said before. I think I might have said this on air, but I've told people that I think one of the biggest problems we have, you know, not a big problem, but one of the underlying problems we have is you have old people that don't have a smartphone making decisions. Sure. Sure. We our I mean, here in here in South Carolina, we have uh, what is going to wind up being a very heated um, uh, superintendent of education race. And mm-hmm. and not because uh, not because it's being it's it's two candidates that that are well versed in what it takes to be the superintendent. But because we have we have one candidate who is ultimately extremely qualified uh, and, and absolutely uh, deserves uh, the or, or deserves the opportunity to be the superintendent of education in South Carolina, and another candidate who uh, who's who's um, probably uh, you know what I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm just going to say she does not have the qualifications to even meet the standards of what the superintendent of education for South Carolina needs, which one mm-hmm. is a master's. She does not have, so she is running a campaign on the ideal idea that she hopes she will have her masters by the time she gets sworn in if elected i feel like that should be uh i feel like that's something that the voters should recognize as a weakness that she basically not not as a strength because i mean we've all been i i imagine that we've all been in positions or jobs where there was something that we potentially couldn't do but maybe bettered ourselves or educated ourselves so that we could do or perform that job um, a mm. master's in less is, is, is an educational standard. That is, that is, that is a next level as far as like mm. bachelor's degree or associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's. Okay. You, you, you work your way through the process. She mm. happened to find a school, Bob Jones university that would allow her to fast pace her education for education <laughs> to get her master's. In, in a very short time so that she would meet that qualification. I feel like, and I'm just making assumptions, that, that someone's cutting some corners. And, and do you really want to be represented in education by someone who has found ways to cut corners in order to get that job? Well, I mean, okay. So I, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, but, I mean, so there's a lot of... So here's, I, I said on my podcast with uh, King Williams, because this is kind of a follow-up to that. Yeah. I said on my podcast that King Williams that, um, and I hate to use this term, but I don't know another term to call it, but to handicap the the decision or to, to predict, I guess, the decision, um, I I. I think they're gonna they're gonna say you have to let the people vote for president because there's just so many laws that say. Yeah. I mean, and just- I I, rec- I recognize what you're saying. I my my fear is and 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 in this and I bring this back around to what I said about the fact that the party that's in power, the conservative party that's in power in South Carolina specifically, is aging out, and just like Donald Trump. There is this idea that they want their names or they want their specific ideals to carry on even though they may not be there. And it is such a desperate move to retain power that the people that control – so, you know, the the individuals that selected the three Supreme Court justices that that came in under Trump uh, was the Federalist Society. 
mm-hmm. the Federalist Society doesn't doesn't just they don't they don't make their own decisions. They have people. They have very top level people that that are in control of major corporations like the Koch brother, the Koch uh, delivery um, transportation. Um, you have I guess there's only one Koch brother now, um, but you had but there are individuals that have have influence over even the federal society. So there, you know, it's a, it's a pyramid. It goes up and up and up. And my fear, and I, and I get that right now, it's just a fear until I see things moving in a direction that shows me that this is, this is likely outcome. Um, my fear is that the party that is ruling by minority is so afraid of losing that power for generations to come that they will do anything out of desperation to try and retain that power and then hold that power because they've figured out how to rule by minority by having, by having the filibuster firmly in place. And by, by, uh, um, uh, I don't know, holding the carrot out in front of Democrats that will, will side with them when it comes to trying to end the filibuster, uh, like mansion and, and cinema. Um, I, my, my fear is, is that, by having those individuals that they will, they will see something like Moore versus Harper and say, okay, so now that the independent state legislature has been confirmed by the Supreme court, now we can start to maneuver ourselves under this decision, which it is a, it's a fairly broad decision that'll be made and and it will allow, but then you'll see these state legislatures start to come across and say, okay, well, now that we've, now that we have redistricted the way that we want to without any sort of court coming in and saying, no, you can't do this anymore. Now we can get the votes exactly the way we want to. Now it's still the people representing. That's still the people voting for what they want. But if people, if, and again, this is a big if, but if people recognize that it's going to take more to sway elections because, or, or to, to, to move those elections in a progressive way, away from the conservative regression. Uh, I think my fear is, is that they will then come in and, and, and try to change the constitution. And if you, if you, if people don't, that's, that's the biggest thing I, I want to okay. put, I want to so, put all my faith in the idea that people are me, intelligent, but I, let I, me give, I don't know that um, they are. let me give the Republican party a bit of free advice. <laughs> <laughs> and I got shouted years ago. I was shouted down for even saying this, but here we go. I'd like to think the Republican party would be willing to pay for your advice. Okay. Well, this (laughs) is free advice. Okay. To the Republican party. Barrett, what is the most successful immigrant group today? The most successful immigrant group, Europeans today. Oh, Asians. No, no Africans from Africa. So not African Americans, but the children of Africans from Africa. Okay. Are the most so they're technically they're African Americans, but they're they they're really from like their parents sure. are from Africa. Sure, 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 sure. Natively, they were okay. born in Africa. That is the most successful immigrant group today. Okay, okay. They're a church-going group. They're overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly evangelical or Catholic. They're socially conservative. They're entrepreneurial. <laughs> Who am I talking about? I'm hitting all the pillars of the Republican oh, Party. Oh, of course. If you just edit out the race, <laughs> Except, also so so, and, and I and I agree with you. The only problem that I have is in reality, the Republican Party isn't necessarily made up of 
individuals who okay. are entrepreneurs. Sure, go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Hang on. <laughs> Hold on. The set it so this group, this next group is either right they're neck and neck, but it's the Koreans. All the, right. The two most successful immigrant groups, Koreans or and the Africans from like the Africans natively from Africa. Sure. Again, socially conservative. Again, religious. Yeah. Tell me where it's written down that free health care is not a conservative position. Bearing in mind that Hungary, one of the, the most conservative member of NATO, gives its citizens free health care. Well, I, I think we also have to, and, and, and we, we may have to pick this up in the next, after, after a break, but um, I think it, I think it needs to be recognized that healthcare in in none of these first world countries and, and developing countries where where there is the availability of universal healthcare, it isn't free. It's being paid for. Okay, pay it's for being it, paid for yeah. in taxes. All right, you're right. So maybe we need to maybe okay. So okay, but here's what I'm going to say: If the Republican Party dropped the racism embrace the conservative immigrant groups that are already here and turn wildly to the left on health care, they would never lose an election and you could make it as free and fair as you wanted. Sure. And yeah. I said that once years ago and I was shouted <laughs> out. I was literally shouted out of a room. That's well, I'm, that's a shame. It's, it's a truth. It's a fact. I'm just saying it is free it is. advice to the Republican party. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's take a break and uh, and when we come back after the break, we'll 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 dive more into the into the more versus Harper and our discussion. Um, but we'll take a break and we'll come back and discuss it. This is the All About Nothing podcast. I got Ben Kitchings from the History Voyager podcast with us, and uh, we will be right back. All right, nothingers, I want to cue you in about a friend of the pod, Blank Canvas Brand. If you own a business or restaurant and the time has come to build that unique brand, you have got to get a hold of Blank Canvas Brand. Blank Canvas Brand specializes in brand identity, including logos, business cards, flyers, and anything else to promote your business. And now, Blank Canvas Brand offers printing services to help with your clothing needs, including sports teams. I can tell you from our own experience, Blank Canvas Brand is responsible for our logo, as well as the Bowl of Duty Bowling Team logo, and we couldn't be happier with what's been produced. For more information, you can search Facebook for Blank Canvas, or you can email Blank Canvas at theallaboutnothing.com. That's B-L-N-K-C-A-N-V-S at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Hey, everyone. I want to take a quick moment to mention one of our new sponsors, thepaintedmoment.com. That's thepaintedmoment.com. Check this out. Have you ever taken a photo with your phone or digital camera that would look amazing as a watercolor canvas painting? Well, now there's a website ready to take your photo and turn it into digital painted moments. This is how it works. Visit thepaintedmoment.com, follow the instructions, and your digital photo will be enhanced and returned to you with links on where you can have an image printed to canvas or whatever else you'd like to do with it. We've already got a couple of these enhanced photos hanging around the house, and trust me, you'll love what comes out. Thepaintedmoment.com. Create a painted moment in time from your digital photos. Thepaintedmoment.com. Seriously, check them out today. Thepaintedmoment.com. What is a vaccine? What is a virus? What is a mask? What's a Sasquatch? These are all valid questions, and to answer them in one breath, prevention, potentially deadly, potentially life-saving, and don't be stupid. Look, the coronavirus from 2019 has caused a global pandemic that continues to ravage our planet, leaving victims and survivors. But you can do your part. 
In the United States, as well as most countries around the world, the COVID-19 vaccine is available at little to no cost. Regardless of your politics, this virus has the potential to cause irreparable harm to you and vulnerable family members and friends. We have an opportunity through the efforts of medical science to balance the scales against this disease and its variants. And look, I don't understand how the vaccine works, even though I've heard it described countless times by countless experts. And even though none of that makes any sense to me, I do recognize that the money and effort spent on the vaccine has not been wasted. And it's not a global positioning transmitter being embedded in your arm. You're holding that in your hand, listening to this. So get the vaccine. Protect yourself. Protect your loved ones. Hell, protect the guy standing behind you waiting on his Taco Supreme and nacho fries. Let that be the reason his organs shut down. For more information, visit covid19.nih.gov for actual science information. We have to thank our sponsor, GOT Sound Studio, and its owner and operator, Dominique Stewart, better known as Neek the Geek. GOT Sound Studios offers a variety of recording experiences from music, voice, and instrumental recordings and production, as well as podcasts. GOT Sound Studio is located in Columbia, South Carolina, and operated by the most talented producer and engineer in the business. GOT Sound Studio is a black-owned business. Bring your recording business needs here. You can find details on their Facebook page or by calling 803-243-2302 or emailing gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. That's gotsounds at theallaboutnothing.com. You can find links in the Friends of the Pod section of our website. Visit theallaboutnothing.com. Yo, it's your boy Jefferson Cash coming live to you from Los Angeles, California. And you listening to the All About Nothing Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the All About Nothing Podcast. Uh, welcome, uh, Ben, of course, back to the show. We, uh, we, we, Of course, you've been listening to us for a half hour. Okay, truth be told... Uh, we're separated by about 24 hours because we were recording yesterday and then I had to leave and, and now we're back. So welcome back, Ben. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. It's a Sunday. I don't have anything to do until Monday. How there are you, you go. Going? Blah, that, blah, blah. No, that's good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm virtually the same way. Although I, I sent you pictures. You you didn't. I, I don't know if you commented on them or not, but I went kayaking this morning on the river uh, and it was it was really, really nice. It was really foggy uh, and uh, we all survived. That's what's important. It looked beautiful. It looked yeah. beautiful. Oh, I love it. I'm I, glad you went into the river with as many people. I came out of the rivers with as many people as you came went in with. Exactly. Exactly. The only ones that don't come back are the ones that we intend not to come back. That's that's how. <laughs> that's how. That's how I justify it. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. uh, before the break, we were talking about, uh, of course, the Moore versus Harper case, uh, but um, we were discussing. Uh, Healthcare. We we started to work our way into healthcare, and I had mentioned that uh, in in nowhere in the in the planet is healthcare just free. And then I I got to thinking about it last night. Um, I went on my first honeymoon uh, to Mexico, and at the time I had uh, a terrible migraine. And in that uh, in 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 that situation with the migraine, of course, I did not have my migraine medication because I didn't think I would need it. Uh, so. I was taken to a health clinic where I was treated uh, and and never once charged anything for the services as as someone on on a you know that was visiting the country. So literally, we have Canada to our north and Mexico to our south that have a universal health care system for all people. It's not just it's 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 not just for uh, the the citizens that are paying into it. That yeah. there is there it's it's just. It's one of those things that I come back to when it comes to 
such as the the Roe versus Wade case that was overturned with the Dobbs decision, and mm. that in our Constitution, in the Fourteenth Amendment, there is, uh, and and I have to pull it up just so that I'm, I'm saying it exactly correctly because if I don't, I'll I'll hate myself. I really will. Um, all persons being born naturalized uh, in the United States, yada yada yada, says no state shall make. Uh, Will make shall make or enforce any laws which shall abridge the privileges of immunity of the citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And I feel like, you know, as, as long as we're interpreting the Constitution uh, and and what what was intended with the words, I, I feel like that idea of any state depriving a person of life, liberty, or property, life. I think health falls into that life category. So in my yeah. head, I, I feel as though uh, in the United States, we've already got the law in place to allow for a universal health care. I'm not saying it's going to be for everybody. I, I, I mean, it should be available. It'll be available to everybody. But I'm saying that it, it's something that I think it should be um, – it should compete against private insurance so that we could get private insurance as to – you know that bubble of hop, um, but but that that ultimately I think you know again if if we're interpreting the 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 Constitution based on the words that are written written, then life has to include health, and you know in order to have a life there has to be health involved in it. So I that that I I mean I agree, and I also yesterday I I read the Dobbs decision. I I believe. Uh, I guess there's a terminology called the legal fiction, right? Right. So the legal fiction that, that we've entered into or the legal condition that we've entered into here is that a, a fetus is a life, you know, be that a couple days old or whatever, it, sure. it is a life. And so therefore, whatever. So that's the, the legal fiction or the legal condition or what have you. If my question yeah now is several fold one of them is okay does this mean that fathers start paying alimony does it mean or, that women yeah. can sit in the hov lane pregnant women can they be in the hov lane now or <laughs> that's, you know how far do you want to take it yeah I mean, that's ridiculous but ultimately ultimately i think that that is how if you're going to because uh, in texas is specifically where uh you had a woman driving driving in the HOV lane, she gets pulled over because she looks as though she's just a single person in a vehicle driving in the HOV lane, and she, I, I, it's from from everything I've read, it sounds like she basically just refused the ticket. You can't give that to me. There are two people in this car, you know, and and I have to I have to acknowledge uh, that. Yeah. Frankly, it really irritates me because that was my joke way before this woman pulled the stunt. I had I had already told that joke and yeah. here we are. I swear but Jimmy, I mean, okay, Jimmy so, Kimmel steals my jokes all the time. All the time. Anyway. So sorry. so yesterday yesterday I'd I, I was struggling to come up with a a problem that we were gonna run into that we'd require a political solution. Okay, sure. And then then when we got off, like when we quit recording Oh did you come up with one it hit me like a it hit me like a two by four. Yeah. It hit me like a metaphorical two by four. Yeah. All right. Watch. You can't see me. I can see you, but watch. Okay. 
Okay, metaphorically speaking. Okay. Right now, gas is what three fifty a gallon, close to four dollars. Uh, yeah, I think I, I filled up for three sixty one yesterday. At some point in the lives of either you and me or your children, the oil table in this country and indeed around the world is going to fail. That is that okay? is the point at which we are still able to drill for oil. Correct. Well, it's going to start to fail. Okay. Right, and then it's going to fail. But when it starts to fail. The price of gas is going to go up. Of course. And, and you're going to get people, because everything is political, right? Everything is political. You're going to get people saying, no, the price, the oil is not, the oil table is not failing. I, you know, the Constitution says that I should pay $2.50 a gallon for gas, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get somebody agreeing with that, yada, yada, yada. At some point, the government is somebody, be it the government or somebody, is going to have to step in and they're going to have to start saying things like we need to have electric cars. We need to have electric car infrastructure yeah, or whatever. We need to move past gasoline, whether we want to or not. We, I, I true. Okay. Yes, I agree. Now, whether that's going to be tomorrow or, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in these rooms anymore. I'm not in these meetings anymore, but I, I mean, I remember seeing data, saying there was only 50 years of oil in the ground anywhere. Yeah, and that was that was something that we've, I think that's almost always something that's been told to us, is that there's a finite amount of oil that's going to be available. And then you find out that the United States alone, in I, I don't know where it's located, but we apparently have a 100-year supply that could potentially supply the United States for 100 years at the levels that we currently use oil and fuel. And... I have to know where is this oil being held because, you know, I get that oil's been around long enough that there is not really a shelf life for it, but I it as it, I I think it's I, I I don't know how long we're gonna last when it comes to fossil fuels like oil. I know that coal is uh, is is one of those ones that you know they're willing to I I mentioned it before, but they're willing to 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 cut entire mountains down to sea level just to go after, or lower, just to go after the coal. And West Virginia is going Man. from mountain country to, uh, you know. Flat. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and there will, you know, this is, I, I understand that Joe Manchin does represent uh, West Virginia, but he's the guy that's willing to sell West Virginia to the coal companies because they put money in his pocket. And, and he doesn't have any concern, because he's one of the Democrats that was like, you know, EPA, why do they need power? But EPA are the people that are going after the oil, the, 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 the coal companies that are, that are letting their sludge just filter down into the, into the, the creeks that are literally giving people cancer and killing them. Those I are don't the West know. Virginia people he represents. I don't know how much longer we're going to be having coal fire power plants to begin with. I mean, yeah. maybe they're going to build new. I, I don't know. No, I, I think um, I think that it's that is there is such a desire to hold on to that old way of doing things because look, I, I am I am not somebody that, that believes that in nuclear weapons. I, I when when we were scaling down our nuclear weapons and Russia was scaling supposedly potentially scaling down their nuclear weapons, <laughs> I'm absolutely in favor of working with other countries to to scale down, to 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 eliminate so, but I am absolutely in favor of nuclear power. I, you know, replace because ev- they they do not put out 
any emissions. There's, there's, it is, it is just raw power that is driving steam or driving water into steam that turns turbines. And I get that it, we have a, we, we need to figure out what to do with the nuclear waste or the nuclear rods that are no longer capable. But they're 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 smart people all over the planet. We could figure out what to do with this nuclear these nuclear rods that have been spent. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, I get it. But that so that was the example of the problem that you're going to run into, you know, and you don't want to have a single party system or like, I don't know. You and I I don't want a single party system. I, I, I still go back to this idea that if, if North Carolina legislature is so desperate to gerrymander that they're willing to have a case go between, go before the Supreme court to basically render courts useless (laughs) or, or, or that courts have no opinion on 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 matters involving states and elections and things like that just to just to get their gerrymandering like that is a level of desperation why not just have good ideas that people people would be willing to vote for like that ultimately well because i mean right exactly and here we here we have a problem i mean you know here we have a problem yeah <laughs> and i agree with you i i i, I agree with you we so we we could spend this time agreeing with each other. <laughs> do, you, do you want to find the things that we disagree with? <laughs> well, not necessarily, I, but I, I'm, I'm just I will saying just, like... I will just say this. I have a theory about uh, JFK's death, and, and I don't think this is a conspiracy okay. theory yet until it until it picks up, you know. Uh, I have a theory. Okay. What's your, what's your theory? So first I'll just predicate it with shortly after uh, the uh, after JFK's death, very shortly after, the Secret Service moved from using M16s to uh, smaller, more uh, more safe and easily usable firearms. Uh, at one point, I think they were they were using like the the uh, Israeli Uzis. Um, but after shortly after JFK's death, uh, they moved away from using the M16s. And this is uh, and I don't have any evidence to back this up. I'd have to look it up. But uh, so my yeah. conspiracy theory is that Lee Harvey Oswald took the first shot. The Secret Service soldier, uh, Secret Service soldier, <laughs> Secret, the Service, Secret agent. Service agent, uh, who you see jumping into the car. Uh, I have heard that there is the potential that in his leaping to try and protect the president with a uh, with a weapon uh, over his shoulder. Uh, may have fired off the other round that that gives us this belief that JFK was uh, that there were two shots that that killed JFK, one from one direction and one from another, and that would that would to me that makes the most sense. I okay. That was a here's lot. my that my was a guiding lot. belief. Here's my guiding belief with all conspiracy theories ever. Yeah. Okay. There is no grand conspiracy. There is massive rank incompetence. Oh, for sure. Um, where do we want to put my incompetence? Um, <laughs> where do we want to put? Okay. That said, that said, I know somebody. I know somebody who's in my phone right now. Yeah. I'm not going to call this person, but I know them. Um, I talk to them on the regular. And they, honest to God, they swear to me that they've actually seen. There's like a, the Zabruder film and there's sure. like. 
the footage that gets edited out or whatever. Yeah. And they swear to me they've actually seen footage of somebody in the car turning to shoot JFK. Well, I I I don't what? I don't know that it was done intentionally, but if if we're gonna go with my theory, uh, then we're both right. <laughs> now, my theory is I don't have a theory. My my theory is, um, I'm back at why do you think that he couldn't have done it by himself? I you know, why that's do a, you think? I I don't know. I don't I I don't know enough about Lee Harvey Oswald to to know you know what was his skill set. It seemed well, like based on he did actually. Okay, wait. This is something that a lot of people of our age, because we were we were joking off air about TikTokers and they're not being old enough to know things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I knew he's a marine. He did. Okay, he did actually attempt to assassinate a general. Yep, I do. Prior to this. Yep. Okay, and it it all it either I forget it either almost worked or it. Like it's just blind luck that it didn't work. I right. I forget. Yeah. So he wasn't a bad, you know. First of all, he was capable of doing it. Number emotionally or whatever. Number one. Number two, you know, he's got a track record. Sure. Yeah. So I go. So I go back to, okay, the thing about the thing when I read that report, the thing that I just want to come back to is. I forget the man's name, the the mobster, the Jack Ruby. Yes. Okay. Sure. Explain to me, please. Now let's pretend like we're all living in 2022 and, you know, homosexuality is a lot more out of the closet today than it was in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Explain to me how it is that Jack Ruby and Lee Harvey Oswald kept living in the same area. I... And in the 19th... 19- I know people in that the live 19... in. I was gonna say I know people that live in Dallas that or that live in Texas and can't get out. So I, <laughs> that's my only. Well, defense. my point is like Jack Ruby kept moving, and so did Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, they kept. Okay, that's that's number one. Number two, they never did kind of a social background on Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, missing from this today. Today, if you go commit a crime uh, of this caliber, right? Somebody somewhere, be it the FBI or somebody, is going to do a social, they're going to do a social background check on you. That's why they always go to your social media. It's why they all, it's why all, you know, all these school shooters, they all go to their social media. They all talk to their friends. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So in the 1960s, nobody bothered to ask, why was it that Lee Harvey Oswald and Jack Ruby ended up drinking at the same bars? That's okay. a that's a good question. You know, nobody asked that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying it was a. I'm saying like they knew each other, and maybe there was a relationship there. You know, capital R really. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> relationship. Maybe there wasn't. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I today. I, yeah. Today you would ask that question. Today the average oh yeah, yeah. homicide gumshoe would ask the question. Yeah, and they just didn't ask the question in the 1960s or 70s, whenever that was. Well, what was the official reason that Jack Ruby, uh, you know, what was what was his what was the reason what was the uh, the cause or the cause that was the effect of of him assassinating Lee Harvey Oswald? Like what was what was disclosed as being the reason? Do we know? 
I mean, do you know? Do I? I don't know. I mean, we we know. I used to know. If he, if, I guarantee you, if we get all, if we quit this and <laughs> think about it for a couple hours. Oh yeah, Jesus! Okay, it was like he he was. <laughs> apparently, he was trained or something. He was he was very much pro or anti Castro. Okay. Har which is weird because how do you go from being communist to anti-communist in the same body? Oh. How do you go from being far left to far right in the same? Yeah. So some people, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. But what's interesting, and I always thought that was interesting, was that they sort of lived, they didn't live together, but they kind of lived around each other. They kept moving to the same types of places yeah or the same areas and that just always to me i just thought you know i'm i'm not, I'm not you know and the podcaster ben kitching says lee harvey oswald is gay i'm not saying that i'm saying we would ask the question now yeah and i i <laughs> I, I i don't disagree i think i i definitely think that there are individuals that probably would ask that question first um and you know, and they never bothered to. F Lee Harvey Oswald. I mean, Jack Ruby had fingers in pies that they never could account for. That even if you adjust for the mafia thing, yeah, like never could account for all the money the man had. Even if you adjust for all the mob stuff, yeah. So, I mean, who knows how far up the guy was, or whether or not he was connected to somebody, or yeah. I mean, sure, I mean, there are people that still that that ultimately believe that Kennedy Kennedy's death was the result of you know the like you were mentioning mobsters that this was a this was a hit uh, from yeah the, uh, the 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 not from high. on high yeah and uh, and that Oswald may or may not have been a player but that's like you know are they are they making the assumption that because uh, the uh, the you know there's two shooters potentially and let's just say let's say Ar Oswald had his reasons to do it and uh, the the shooter and the grassy knoll had their reasons because they were they were being backed by the mobsters I don't know you know what there's a screenplay well, in there somewhere okay let's let me okay let me let me and I'm gonna get back around to a solid point let me <laughs> just tell you a story okay okay so you don't live in Atlanta anymore spoiler alert we used to go to high school together right but. So I have a buddy that used to walk by this bridge, um, by this 85 bridge that burned a, a few years ago. All right. Now, actually more than a few years ago, he used to walk past that bridge all the time and he'd be talking to me. Like he'd be on the phone with me and he'd be saying like, man, there's a lot of stuff from the state of Georgia and the DOT under this bridge. Yeah. Somebody should really move that. Oh, look, there's a couch under here. Yada, yada, yada. He was doing this for I don't know several years before Basil Ellaby came and and proved to all the nine eleven truthers out there that actually concrete does burn. Yeah. Um. Okay. That here's I, the thing. Yeah. My buddy, because of his job, had access to a lot of those databases where stuff was stored. After, so he gets to work the next day, like after the thing happened, like literally that, that next morning. Yeah. All right. Round about 12 o'clock that afternoon, he said, I decided to check the database to see what was what. You know what? 
all the records for oh. all that stuff disappeared. Wow. Here's what I'm okay. Here's what I'm saying. Let me get back around to this JFK story, okay? You're you're the Secret Service, right? Right. The president ends up dead on your watch, right? You've got to think. Okay, holy crap! The president died. We, fa- we, you know, this is the failure. We, we've, okay. Here's the thing: we can't say we can't let people know this guy was, you know, maybe not a crack shooter, but not not a slouch. Right. We got to We got to We got to come up with <laughs> a backstory. You know, we got to We got to yeah. come up. Hurry! Hurry! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, here's here's his military records we just found. Yeah, I no, I I I, I don't disagree. I, I think that I think that we are manipulated uh, at, at at a very high level when it comes to an attempt to control the narrative. Uh, so I, I I don't disagree at all. I I completely. Yeah. So once again, we found our way into agreement. Uh, <laughs> but, but my buddy, my buddy was saying like Ben, all that stuff disappeared. Like it just vanished from the spreadsheet, from the database. But he knew it was there. He knew it was there before. He knew it was there before, but it wasn't like where they said it was. Right. Like it was, it was in the database. It just wasn't where they said it was. Right. He was walking past it. But then somebody, like somebody, he said, like, then what this means is somebody from on high decided this stuff needed to disappear. Yeah. It just needed to vanish. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree. I think I think that I think that that stuff does happen. I don't I don't have any reason to think that it doesn't. No one's you know. There's there's no way anybody's going to prove to me that it doesn't. Um, (laughs) we so we have a we have a few more minutes. Uh, what? Uh, How? How? I guess so. The only real defense I think that we as citizens have is to be smart electorates. We 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 have to be intelligent about what it is that we're voting for because uh well for something if we just have a few more minutes for something like this here's what i want to and i want to talk specifically to the to the people that that believe that you can legislate morality and the people that that see the the republican party as some kind of bulwark against whatever they think is wrong with society right um and I'm not talking specifically to to your problems, whoever you are. I'm, think about your grandchildren, or your your maybe your great grandchildren, or your grandchildren who aren't even born. Do you want this person living in a world with a one party system? Because I talk to people in China. It's one of my favorite type of guests is somebody from China, and they'll tell me things like you can't disagree with the government. Right. Like, you know, and or whatever. And okay, we have the third largest economy in the world on a bad day. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's very few things that can happen politically that would disrupt that except for to put this country squarely back in the Middle Ages. And, and you- if that happened Go ahead. I was just going to say and you believe that a one-party system would would move us into uh, an apocalyptic or dy- dystopian society. Well, no, not a one party system per se. But if you started, okay, we now have to go by exactly what this document says. Right. This do- it was written in the Middle Ages, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It was written in the Middle Ages. Do you really want to live in feudalism? Do you really want to live, you know, that much closer to feudalism? Yeah. I'm yes going to say no. no. I mean, I'm going to say no. Well, but, I'm going to say no too. Yeah. But <laughs> we agreed you know, again. I mean, can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> my thought, and I told you yesterday to go back and listen to Mike Duncan's um, first couple episodes on the French Revolution. Yes. That's what we're talking about, people. We're talking about something, a legal system like that. Yeah. Because this country, our country, was set up in 17-whatever with the idea that if I had a problem with the town, I could move west of the town. Right. You can no longer do that. Right. Okay? I'm sorry. You you can no longer do that. And if you brought back James Madison and all those other folks and you showed them that this is the deal, this is what's happening, this I'm the sure they would headed. agree that... Yeah. You know, oh yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Well, I so one of the one of the things I think I have to remind myself about, and and people can agree, disagree, but Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, uh, these were wealthy, wealthy plantation owners, and that I, I while while they wanted. Uh, autonomy from the federal government. They wanted the states to have, you know, state rights. I mean, that was the that was the the Democratic Republican Party or the Republican Democratic Southern Southerners, because it was it was a it was a party uh, unto itself uh, from the Federalists. And uh, the 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 issue uh, that they were most concerned with was making sure that the Southern states, uh, the ones that uh, had not taken or bore a lot of the financial burden from the Revolutionary War, they wanted to make sure that the southern states that that could pretty much take care of themselves economically because of slavery and plantations and cotton and tobacco, uh, that that those southern states wouldn't be responsible for the, for the financial burdens of the Revolutionary War on New York and Massachusetts and and, and Maryland and and, and such. Uh, so they were states' rights people, but somehow they still managed to come up with a constitution that was pretty strong. And I guess, you know, Hamilton played, and Burr played a whole, uh, or not Burr, sorry, but Hamilton uh, played a major role in that, making sure that the federal government Mm. was a, was a strong central government, which was necessary in order to, to keep the states together. I don't, you know, they worked together. They came. They compromised in order to 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 get it, but it was. Uh, it, I think I agree that that if any of them, uh, if any of the founding fathers had any sort of perspective on what was going on now, I I absolutely believe that they probably would disagree with the idea that the court system, uh, in a three branch system, because again, state of Georgia, you've got three branches. It's the courts. It's the executive with the governor and his staff yeah. and, and lieutenant governors, secretary of state, that sort of thing. And then the legislature. And I did want to, I also did want to say there's a, there's like a whole raft of laws that says that the people, that all the legally allowed people that can vote get to vote on the president. I mean, there's a whole yeah raft of laws, even in South Carolina, Georgia, you know, it's in the Georgia constitution even. So, 
really what they're doing is they're creating this. There's actually, okay, historically, there's actually a, a, a precedent for this. After we split off from the British government, right, the British parliament ended up with a system where they had parliamentary constituencies that literally had no people because people had moved or right, some right. of the constituencies had disappeared. Or, so you, you're going to have the same type of problem with frozen um, things that represent fewer and fewer people. Yeah. And, you know, from a 10,000 foot level, everything's going to rock along to a point until something happens. Yeah. And I don't know what that thing is, but some things happen. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know? Yeah. I, 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 I will just, I will just say that my, my greatest concern is that the, there is so much desperation when it comes to this, this grasp on power. And mm-hmm. I, I, I fear that the voters can be manipulated into believing in one thing that isn't what it what what it's said to be and i i i fear that you already have a three or four percent group that are avid donald trump supporters that that are that are maga world hard as hard as they can go and that was enough to get him to the nominee status and then from the nominee Mm. the president um so my yeah. fear is is that it it doesn't take that large of a population of voters or you know to to move those mountains. It it my my fear is, well, is that it, enough enough misinformation can, is is like COVID in a in a in a, in a movie theater. You know mm. it 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 mm. that misinformation, especially <laughs> with social networking and and you know Twitter and and, and whatnot, it, mm. it it spreads so quickly and 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 with with no context at all no evidence to support misinformation and yet it's you, you can just say it in a way that makes or it they're sound provided like a they're provided they're provided like evidence they think is evidence but it's not yeah. real it's not doesn't match yeah it doesn't match the facts on the ground or tucker carlson or whatever. is notorious and, for sitting on his show and 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 putting up a picture of something over his right over his i guess his left shoulder uh, and and mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. you know, are the Democrats going after your children? Are all the Democrats pedophile? You know, it, 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 like it, he says, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. You're you're asking questions that have no relevance. There's no there's no thought that went into any of those. Well, I mean, how can I scary here, can I make it? I mean, I think the problem. So I talk about this on my show a lot. And a lot of people in this country believe a lot of this is an undercurrent going on in our country is we're coming into the realization that the media, by which I mean the mainstream media, which I hate that term. So the mainline media is dying. It's basically dying and it has to grab viewers. It has to grab eyeballs and any way it can. Yeah. And here's the, here's the thing that, I mean, you're a baseball fan. I'm a baseball fan. We're we're both sort of in the new media landscape here. Yeah. Um, when these when these Bally when um oh the Bally Liberty Bally yeah uh, when they when they start making these um 
these streaming platforms for the for the different teams that we can subscribe to and get away from cable. Yeah. Cable uh, cable's going to die. I, I mean, agree. Literally, it's going to die. Yeah. No, and I the totally agree. That worry, the, thing, the thing that worries me is, believe it or not, there are laws that say that they can't say certain things on cable. Fox News. Right. There are no laws like that on the internet. Right. There are literally no laws like that on the internet. And people used to always, or used to, whatever, people would say, like, we need to pull such and such off Facebook. Or whatever. We need to pull thus and such off Twitter or whatever. Yeah. And me, I'm like, no, no, you don't. Because right now, right now you have grandma going on Facebook. When grandma goes on Reddit, that's the real problem. Oh, yeah. Like grandma going on 4chan, that's the real problem. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just saying. I I, I, but, I don't disagree. Again, my, my fear is is the fact that the misinformation becomes so toxic that it's it's almost undeniable like it's it's so, like so if they if somebody says something like that that is so shocking that it is mm. you know how could it not be true like it's such it's so like, crazy I'll, I'll, who could, who could make I'll that give up? You an exa- <laughs> I'll give you an example yeah. uh, that happened in my real life and I've taken another step to ensure that this podcast won't go on my feed. And I'm so sorry, Barrett. Please <laughs> okay. come on my show. And we'll... Okay. Please, yeah. please. Okay. My, mo- um, my mother has a friend or uh, somebody who used to be a friend of hers. Uh-huh. Who shall we say is adamant that UFOs exist. Okay. All and right. That Okay, that she's very adamant that there's an active conspiracy that the government's trying to keep UFOs from it, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Somebody put on her feed, I swear to God, I'm not being mean, something that was obviously footage from a TV show, okay? Okay. You and I both have seen 9-11. We both know what people running from something unexpected should look like. Yeah. In terms of how it's shot, Okay. This did not look like that. It looked steady cam. It looked too way too clean, way too crisp. All that. Yeah. Right. Obviously from a show. Right. She was up one side and down the other about how the government is, you know, right. And so I got tagged into this. Oh, no. So, of course, this brought, this brought my friends into it. So my friend, you know, blah, 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 blah. So these people already exist. Yeah. I mean, they, they already exist in terms of, no, I want to think this is happening or I want to think that's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yada, yada, yada. No, and, it's 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 absolutely designed uh, to prey on those individuals, like I mentioned before, the disenfranchised or the people that that that, that are legitimately or, or think that they are legitimately disenfranchised and uh, that it plays on what they already think. So what happens is yeah. the media, the news media, will mm. will take that detail and then they'll add to it. And and there's a v- mm. I was just gonna say and they'll add to yeah. it and 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 what'll happen. They won't they won't they won't add to it to the point they'll they'll pull like the like I said, the Tucker Carlson where I'm just asking questions. That's that's how they mm. that's how they get away with it. 
Uh, and the problem, so the problem, I think, or the, the, the situation is there was a group of folks that came up during Watergate and they became politically conscious during mm-hmm. Watergate. Mm-hmm. And Watergate was a, was a big deal. Of course, what happened with Trump was, I mean, makes Watergate look like nothing, but Watergate was a big deal. Yeah. Right. And I mean, that's part of the problem. And the other problem is think about all the social changes that have happened in the last 50 or 60 years. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, it's uh, it's I mean, it's an it's it's definitely a, a, an interesting uh, scenario that we we have playing out now. Yeah. And and I mm. agree. My my hope is that good faith will reign and that. Uh, decisions that are made are in the best interest of everyone, not just not just the social elite. Or uh... well, let me let me let me help. Sure, <laughs> I'm an optimist. Okay, I'm an optimist. Sure, I believe that we will be fine. The American people will be fine. We might have to make another country, or <laughs> maybe another series of countries. Right. Yeah. But I think we're going to be okay. I mean, do I, you know, I separate the political entity, the United States from the American people. Yeah. Right. To me, those are separate entities. You know, I mean. Yeah. I I just, I, I, we're going to be okay. My, yeah. And, and, and while I don't disagree with ultimately being okay, I, I think that playing it safe, and and coming up with uh, solutions that will protect you know myself, my family, that sort of thing. That's ultimately I don't want to get cut off guard. So the the if right if right. if the Supreme Court makes the decisions, the state legislatures have autonomy uh, without influence from the state courts. Uh, that is that's the first sign. So if they go that direction and they authorize it, then yes. I'll be concerned. I'll be well. Let's say we raise it to DefCon two, and and then and we just we just wait. I, I think also the thing that's happening in North Carolina that is also happening to a greater degree in Georgia. Yeah, is you have a concentration of more. What did I call them yesterday? Metropolitan people. Yeah, but they're they're more concentrated in an area. And maybe also you have, you know, we have the research triangle. You have, you know, like that. And I think maybe a an older style of governance is trying to to maintain hold. And maybe I don't know. Maybe it can maintain hold longer or whatever. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think you know, I think I think we still, you know, come October, we'll have an idea of where the. Uh, the, the 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 Supreme Court is going to be going. Um, there are decision days scheduled before the uh, November election, and if this makes it in before the November election, uh, again, you know the states are free to gerrymander uh, if that happens. But again, for for nearly all the states in the union, they have to put the change to a constitution in place using the voters it has to be and and for most states it has to be a general election so it could not it it could not happen before this year's election it could potentially happen before 2024 
not before 2024, but during during the election 2024, because um, like mm-hmm. I like I just mentioned, it, it requires being in the general election. You can't you can't hide it in uh, in some vote that takes place at some you know June fifteenth. This is when the the, the citizens of Georgia mm-hmm. will vote on this change to the constitution. That's well, I think I think one of the things the Republican Party is dealing with um, is we literally don't know how many people died from COVID. True. And I have a podcast. Um, at one time, it was the 15th most downloaded podcast on COVID in any language on earth. Mm. Uh, I would, so I would be out there asking folks about COVID, um, researching COVID. And I think, so there was a red flag with me. There was a red flag with me that everybody sailed past in Georgia. Yeah. Donald Trump got 50,000 fewer votes in 2020 than he got in 2016 in the state of Georgia. Well, yeah. The only the only way that happens is if more people died. Well, I'll give you another variable in that. In that in 2020, um there were uh, there were so many individuals that were uh, Republicans mm-hmm. that were disgusted with the behavior that Georgia in 2020 saw, and and I know this just based on the testimony that I've watched during the hearings, but that Georgia uh, had almost all, more uh, of the uh, down ballot elections had had more response than the presidential. That there were something like eighty thousand. Uh, Republicans in the 2020 election that voted almost Republican com- just down the line, except for the presidency. They just did not vote uh, in the presidential election. And that also had an effect on the number of votes that Donald Trump got. That may, that may not have made up for the 50,000 that, that he, he had less. Uh, it may have been a part of that, yeah. but they they fully acknowledged well, that based on the data that the Secretary of State presented was that Georgia mm-hmm. saw mm-hmm. more down ballot votes than they saw for president. So that has and an I, effect. Yeah, and there's also like the I mean the the AJC did a profile. There was a man it was a voter in like rural uh, the mountains. Yeah. Who I think he voted he voted for Warnock, the senator. It's like they did a profile on him because it's like you voted hard right, right up until 2020, and you voted for War. You know, he was one of these Warnock, uh, Loeffler voters. Like he voted for Loeffler before, but now he voted for Warnock or something like that. Okay. You know, and he said it was because he was disgusted. He was just disgusted with yeah. the Republican Party. Yeah. And just imagine, you know, if this happens, you know, like some people are afraid, you won't be able to be disgusted with the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. It'll right. The states. Be what it is. The states being able to choose their own electorates. I am not I am not comfortable with that, with the Democrats or the Republicans having that power. Just Exactly. I think I think the people should have to vote. The people should have a choice. Gotcha. Yep. I agree. I agree. That's that's ultimately what uh, 
what drives <laughs> politics. Yeah. <laughs> or it should. Exactly. It, that's that's the way it should be. Barrett, you're more than welcome to come on my show and talk. Absolutely. I can't. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I look forward to that, and uh, and I, I absolutely appreciate you coming on and discussing more versus Harper with me, uh, as well as the uh, JFK yeah. assassination, because I'm going to regret that later. But because <laughs> I know well, I know I'm going to get comments. JFK was only killed by Oswald or or how dare you slander the Secret Service? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not saying it was on, I'm not saying it was on purpose. The only the only person that we know factually that had intent. Well, I can't say that. The only person that we believe had had intent of killing JFK was Lee Harvey Oswald. That is ultimately was, the decision that's been was, rendered. Well, he was put up to it by people. That's not up for debate. He that's, was he was egged on. He that is supported. true. That is true. That's not up for debate. Yeah. And no one debates that. Right. He was not truly a lone wolf. No, he 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 was not. You know, it's only the degree. It's only the degree to which. He was supported that people are debating. Right. Yep. Yep. I agree. That is, that is, yeah. So if you've listened today and you've learned something, uh, either something that was factual or something that was, that was Barrett's conspiracy theory in the JFK, you've learned something. Take a, take that for what it's worth, you know, or the fact the Georgia DOT might or might not have been storing stuff under a bridge yeah. and somebody had to save their job and, and deleted a bunch of data or, or move data. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the corruption. <laughs> All right. Ben, thank you very much for being on the show. Uh, you can check out Ben's podcast available across the, the uh, podcast spectrum. It is the History Voyager podcast. Uh, I listen to it on Apple iTunes. So make sure that if you are on Apple iTunes, go out there, give them one of those five star reviews because they're they're invaluable when it comes to uh, uh, making sure that uh, our shows are being promoted towards the top in people searches so that uh, that would work for me as well so ben i'm terrible with uh, i'm ter- i'm terrible with telling people to like and subscribe so like and subscribe, like and subscribe ben's subscribe. podcast just do it yeah you- and also barrett's podcast thanks ben <laughs> <laughs> i subscribe to yours on google Podcasts. i don't know if that helps anything but hey whatever i you know if it's driving up the google numbers <laughs> fact I'll take it. No worries. Yeah. As always, thank you, Neek the Geek, engineer and producer, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. Check out details on how you can utilize his talent and production expertise at GOTSoundStudio.com. Thanks to Muff the Producer. You can follow him on Instagram at Muff the Producer. Thanks to Shiana Rivers for our intro and outro. Follow her podcast, Who You Callin' Holistic. As well, thanks to Trent Clark, a.k.a. DJ Lonzo, currently entertaining the main course in Columbia, South Carolina. Make sure to go by. Have a good time. You can contact Trent for all your entertainment needs. Trent at theallaboutnothing.com and on Instagram at therealdjlonzo or by phone 803-262-7982. If you enjoy the show, consider becoming a patron by visiting our website and clicking on the link at the top of the browser. That will take you over to our Patreon page. You can find details on how you become a supporter. You can check out our benefits there or just consider a donation so that we can continue to bring you this nonsense. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy you enjoying it. As always, you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for All About Nothing US on Twitter and Instagram at AAN underscore pod or find links 
links to all of our social media and available podcast platforms by visiting theallaboutnothing.com. If you'd like to be heard on the show, you may call and leave us a message, 803-672-0533. If the time between these episodes is too far apart, you can fill that time by checking out our partner podcasts. Zach and I host What the Pod Was That with Carrie Simmons, available on most of your podcast platforms. You can visit whatthepodwasthat.com for links and details. Carrie and Chrissy host Status Macabre on most of the podcast platforms as well. Find details at statusmacabre.com. As well, you can check out our own DJ Lonzo's Top 5, hosted by Trent Clark, available on most of your podcast listening platforms. All right, Ben, thank you very much for being on the program. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, Be kind to people. Uh, History Voyager podcast available literally anywhere. It's in the top 10% in the world, despite my, you know, I never say like and subscribe, but like and subscribe it. All right, Ben, thank you very much for being on the program. We will have another one, uh, I imagine, soon. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to uh, to check out the History Voyager podcast available everywhere. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. You all have a great week. This The All About Nothing podcast is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. The All About Nothing podcast is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit theallaboutnothing.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Become a patron of the show by following the Patreon link at the top of our page. The All About Nothing podcast is an entertainment product of Barrett Gruber. Special thanks to Zach King, Trent Clark, Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button and the notification bell. Thank you for listening. The All About Nothing podcast is a part of the GOT Podcast Network and a product of Bear Gruber Entertainment and Media.